Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Homecoming is our second story arc that takes place in the spring of 2010 and then Twin Cities in Minnesota. Follow the story of Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Joaquin, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they once again find themselves working together to find out who, or what, is targeting them and those close to them. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Jonathan, your phone ring. What a busy day. Yes. Hey, John. Hey, William. Ophelia's kind of broken down about this whole star thing. Uh, she would. Yeah, you know how she is. She <laughs> wants you to trace the call if you could. Or, you know, try, try to find her. Where's your place, by the way? You know, that's going to take a lot of work, too, Jonathan. Out of, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just not like a simple, you know, it's cell phone tower. I, I mean, it's really bad with her. And I mean, really bad. Like, she wouldn't help us much if she was in this state for long all right um um i guess i'm gonna go and meet the whole gang at my house because that's where you guys are all at right i'm not there i'm changing the fucking locks count so like, here? when when have you never not been able to count on me it's a rhetorical oh. question i'm gonna make a call to detective burrows this is burrows what do you what's going on this is this is paul halen i need you to do another job for me off the record Okay, what's that? I want you to do a cell phone triangulation for me, and I will make it very profitable for you. Oh, man. Um, okay, I, I got people who could do that, but that's it's going to take at least like a couple days, man. That's not something. No, I, I need shit. it done right now. Like right now? All the IT, it's fucking two in the morning, man. All the IT folks are gone, man. So wake them the fuck Give up. Me a, uh, Listen, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna cost five grand, man. All right, fine. All right, I need the number that called, the time. I need the two numbers involved and the time that the call took place and the length of the call, if you could. Okay. I'll have that done in five minutes. All right, let me. I'm gonna start I'll making some calls. You, you can just text it to me, okay? Okay, we'll do. And I'll drive right. to my house. Good towel. What are you doing? So I think yeah, I'll you're... be in the car with my dog in the back seat, and I just got an idea. Okay, I'm gonna call up the others and say like. Okay, guys, I think I might have something we can use. Uh, I don't answer. I'm you don't answer. Uh, oh, oh, we, you're out of the shower. I'm wearing one of Jonathan's bathrobes because my clothes are covered in blood. All your phones ring, so go ahead. So, yeah, I think I might, have, I might have found something like that. Uh, so, I, you know my clan is a thing with animals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was from my dog. It was, I was able to find something out that... So far, it seems that Markin, the rapist, he he's really seems to be the one in charge, and all the others seem to be afraid of him. But here's the other thing: according, he's apparently he just smelled like he, he smelled like sex. But we we can't get, we can't smell like that anymore. We don't work that way, which means he had to have gone to a human somewhere to do that. Okay, a rapist that smells like sex. Who would have thought? 
So I'm thinking as I'm gonna, originally I'm thinking as either A, you can, Jonathan, find out, see if you could find any reports of similar events around the town. I'll see if I can just walk in the streets right now, see if I can find anything. Maybe we should go to the acute psychiatric ward or wherever it is that his therapist works at. And then we could get his record and then uh, go knock on her door at 2 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, what are you going to go look into there, Mr. Cattell? Like I said, I'm going to see if I can uh, walk the street and see, like, is he uh, any prostitutes or like, anyone's like, you'll see in this guy recently. Now, mind you, I mean, like, like in most cities, there's going to be prostitutes involved. I know. You know, like, there's, like, unfortunately. Can I, can I sort of, can I sort of, uh, Try to narrow it down. Well, I know what his type is. No, no. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you think about that. But I'm just saying, like, it's kind of a to go and talk to. Like, you can spend the rest of the night doing that. You know what I mean? Like going to different prostitutes and asking them. But it's it's your call. Cut to the house. So, Jonathan, you roll up into the house, and and you know the scene that you're coming upon. You see four kindred in there. I'm gonna go look at all of them. What the fuck, man? You guys gonna start paying rent? Quite the party here. Ophelia looks pretty shaken up. Yeah, I do. You look great in that robe. You complete it. Why don't you keep it? <laughs> I'll just flip you the bird. I love you too. I'll um, I'll blow a kiss using my middle finger at you. Where, where did you shoot at? We we've got work to do. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to compose myself. Um, can I borrow one of your suits? I ruined my clothes. Where are How we? Did you what ruin are we doing? Your clothes? We're we're going to go and investigate the. The therapist for Markin. Remember, you you had your your ID in the glove compartment of your car. Yeah, and you remember the same therapist that Brian his phone number. Oh, the the not the therapist, the, the institute. Uh, institute. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, and give me Star's phone number. I'm, I'm, in fact, just hand me your phone. Grab my phone and pass it to him, and I'll kind of I'll look grateful, like kind of smiling at him, sort of, but not trying to be too. You can wear the same outfit, by the way. You just need to probably change, like, the shirt. You know what I'm saying? And you can probably okay, use one of his dress shirts. I'll, I'll text uh, Detective Burroughs the information. Thank He's you. He's like, got it. He's like, I'll get back to you in a couple hours. They're coming in. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm so going to screw Burroughs over, by the way. I can't wait to give him the big reveal when I'm, like, not really an FBI agent and he's been just totally bent over backwards this whole time. You two planning to go to this institution at three in the three in the morning, or what? What's your plan? Fuck yeah, we are. Or I guess we could go first thing in the evening tomorrow. Yeah, yeah that I might vote be that idea. just because less chance of us, you know, getting caught out in the sun. And it looks like Ophelia needs to get her shit together. A bit more composed after the shower. I've kind of steeled my resolve a little bit. I understand. Do you guys just want to go cut to the next day and then and then take it from there? Yeah, I suppose I'll head back to my own apartment after like a night of fruitless, after like a couple right. hours of just fruitless searching. I'm going to call up a couple of my, um, my herd to top off. All right. How much are you taking? Three. And I'd like to have a talk with Carlos. Alone. Okay, yeah, let's have a talk. Well, everyone leaves. By the way, uh, Cynthia wants to come with you, Ophelia. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, Carlos can't though. As you're walking out, she's like, you know, I really feel that you giving me some of your blood really helped me out. You know, it's helping me kick the habit. Yeah, the cravings so, uh, for you. A little bit, a little bit better, but it helped. You can feed again if you'd like. I'll offer my neck to her. She goes ahead and takes uh, a blood pool point. 
So go ahead and mark it off. All right, we'll cut to you, uh, Jonathan. So you're sitting there. Carlos is sitting on the couch, just kind of looking like, "What the fuck?" Like he's, you can tell yeah. by his face that he's still just like processing all this shit. And he really just, he's kind of an introvert. Doesn't really have a lot to say in situations. Just kind of. I'm gonna point at him and be like, "Follow me." Okay, and he gets up and he follows you. I'm gonna take him down to the basement. Oh no, he's going down. You can see he looks a little nervous. He's like, "What are you showing me down here?" I'm showing your future one way or another. Oh my god! And he's like, "What's that?" The only reason you're alive right now is because of me and the members of my coterie. You don't fully comprehend the magnitude of danger that you have placed this all in. He just kind of looks at you. He's he's just kind of looking at you. His eyes are just kind of get a little bigger. Okay. By harboring you here now, myself and every other member of my coterie could be staked out and left for the sun. That's four lives destroyed because of you. You could probably make that. It would be five after Cynthia. And you just kind of let, you see him looking at the ground, you know, like he's kind of ashamed. Well, five and a half, right? But oh. You just kind of see him like just you see like a couple tears start coming out of his eyes while he's looking at the ground. He's like, well, what do you want me to do? I fucking I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Yeah. And that's the problem. And the answer is, is that you belong to me. What, what do you mean by that? That means that you will belong to me. I am going to take you under my wing and I'm going to teach you what you need to know to survive so that you can don't continue this spiral of destroying people's lives. And you just kind of him like take an over-accentuated deep breath, even though he's obviously not breathing anymore, but he still clings to the facade. What do you want in return for that? I know you how you work. Me. Doing what? Whatever I need you to do. And he just kind of, see, he's sitting there dwelling on it, and he's looking, and he's like, I have no other options, man. No, you don't. And you kind of see him look around, and he's like, wipes it, it, like, palms the bottom of his eyes. Well, fuck it, right? What else do I have to lose? I'm already dead. I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out my keys and walk (laughs) from ice chest to ice chest and unlocking them. And I'm going to let him open each of them. He opens them and he's like, you see him step back from the first one. It's like, what the fuck? And he looks at you like like, a little panicked, you know? Maybe you recognize a couple of them. They look a little desiccated now, you know, that that's the results of what our blood can do to mortals. He looks at him. He's like, I... Wait a second. This is the fucking. These are the bitches who fucking had me all fucking strung up in their goddamn basement, huh? It is. You see him. He like. You see him. Like sucks in. He just spits like fucking on one of their fucking. You know, spits on one of their bodies and just kind of shuts the cooler. And he looks at you with like a look. It goes from like a what the fuck is this guy crazy look to like a look of admiration almost. Why? Why, why do you? Why are you keeping him like this? The first lesson that you need to learn is never throw away a corpse that you can use later. How, how, how are you going to use this? What I'm about to tell you now, you cannot tell anyone else ever. Okay. I These won't. are the mother and daughter, or the mother and sister of our prince's, the city's prince. The, the, wait, the head vampire guy? This is his fucking the mother head. and sister? Absolutely. We don't know how much that he is aware of, but at some point in time, we are going to stick it to him. So, so you're telling me it's because this fucking asshole who, who runs our kind in this city that I was fucking in that goddamn fucking place for six months having this shit happen to me inadvertently or purposefully, either or, it's because of him that this shit happened? Mm, life isn't that simple. 
you you need to stop thinking of everything in, in white and black. We live in a world of darkness where there's only shadows. <laughs> He's like, fucking A, man. He's like, what the fuck have I got myself into? Holy shit. Oh, but I am like- going to teach you. But you have to follow my lead, do as I say, and understand that the biggest and hardest skill that we can learn is to keep our mouths shut. Hey, man, I'm, you've, you see him look like he has a moment of realization. That's how I fucking survive until those people strung me up, man. You got me. I'm, I'm sold, man. I'm on board. Fuck this shit. If this is what I have to do. You're going to gonna live myself, with me from now on. All right. Until I can get you on your feet and I feel that you're ready to go out, this is where you're going to be. And I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Pick up a little blood pool point. You gave Cynthia another a blood pool point. She awakens with you. You can tell that she's really – give me a perception and empathy roll, difficulty six. Three success. You're getting the sense that somehow there's a correlation between the fact that when you are giving her – a dot of, or giving her some of your blood that she seems to be more emotionally attached to you. And it's almost okay. to the point because I don't think your character, Ophelia obviously has any kind of, any kind of feelings like that about this chick, obviously because not, of the, the things going on with the star, but you could not that she's like in love with you, but it's almost like when you meet someone and, and you're like, I don't know if you guys ever have that happen to you. I have before where you meet someone and you're kind of like, Oh yeah, I could hang out with this person. But then it almost becomes like, that person's like wanting to hang out with you all the time. You know what I mean? And you're yep. just like, you know, it could be the same sex, opposite sex, whatever, you know, it's not like a sexual thing. It's just a, maybe their, their interpretation of the friendship or where it's going is a lot different than yours, you know? I don't so, know what you mean. Yeah. 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 So that's where it's kind of like to the point where it's like, almost like, you know, Hey, we're friends, you know, and I'm not going to role play it out, but you can tell that she's definitely at first you thought maybe it was because of you helping her out, which there was yeah. definitely some of that there. But you could definitely tell in the last two days it's like gotten magnetized like tenfold, uh, and you kind of know. Sure. And, you're, and you're give me a uh, give me a uh, intelligence and an occult difficulty sick four successes. Look at that. There you go. So you're able to kind of piece together this might be something equivalent of grueling. That kinder could be fucking somehow by feeding another kindred blood that somehow you can get the same inadvertent effect as what you were able to piece together with grueling and what you guys are able to find out. Uh, I'm kind of. I'm a little bit disturbed by, you know, my humanity's kicking in. I'm a bit disturbed by the idea Whoa. of having let's a f- do that all over somebody. Well, let's talk about this. Are sure. you with your with the realization of what you have done? Yeah. Are you going to pursue it or are you going to stop? I'm not. I'm going to stop. I'm kind of disturbed by the idea of taking away someone's okay. free will. And- yeah, because I was about to say, if you're like, fuck yeah, I'll do this. I was like, okay, let's do a goddamn do a yeah, roll yeah. because that's definitely like not humane. You know what I mean? No, so I'm going to be kind of a bit cold towards her in the morning. I'll just be like, I'm, I'm going out. I'm going to drop you back off with Carlos. Uh, we'll leave in 20 minutes and I'll go start getting dressed and just leave her. You can tell too when you're like driving. We'll cut to when you start driving over there or whatever. She's sure. doing the, is everything okay? Or what's on your mind? Or you know what I mean? Like she can like, sense a distance, you know? Yeah. I'll do the typical. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. We will cut to Katow. What are you doing, good sir? So waking up, I'm gonna make, do another uh, do another uh, scan out the window. Just everything going on outside. Looking. Yeah, nothing really going on outside. You see, it's still raining again, as it was the the night before. The, this kind of again matches your mood, not in a cheesy like emo gothic way, but definitely you know 
fucking more rain. Great. You can tell it's kind of probably going to be a humid, hot summer uh, just from just how much moisture is currently going on. You hear the chirping of your phone as it rings, as it's sitting on uh, on like an end table on your couch. I pick it up. You see it's uh, Ann, Annabelle or Ann number that's calling you. For those of you who don't know, that's the now gangrel primogen who's kind of off the wall. The fact that there's someone who is only like 40 years being a kindred is a, in a primogen role. But Hey, Annabelle, what is it? So I need you to start showing your face at Elysium a little bit more. I understand that I, you know, you had, you're, you're dealing with your stuff and you're processing. I totally respect you. I'm having a hard time. I don't know how else to say it. Where, where which Elysium? Uh, I'm at the underground right now. Just show your face at least. Just, we need to show strength and unity right now. I think some of these people, without saying too much over these phone lines, I, I think that's too many people know that you and I are probably in a weakened state right now, right? And, yeah. and, and, and I feel like there's vultures circling around us right now. So no need to worry about that. I'll be on my way. All right. So you're heading over there. Sweet. All right. Uh, William, you wake up. What are you doing? I think look over those accounts from Ellsworth. What are you trying to do, good sir? Well, I guess I'll try to survey the situation, uh, see what my options are right now, or how to use them, maybe even against Dunstern, see how, you know, basically what I can do with this. Yeah. Uh, let's do perception and finances, difficulty six, and let's see if you can come up with some kind of plan of action here. I yeah. think I'm going to use a well PowerPoint there. Okay, so Holy two successes. Shit. Two successes. So here's two options that you could probably do. One is you can outright try to like buy a uh, stock out or try to lower, do stock manipulation. I guess basically investments that Dunstern Organic Consultants ha- has their money spent in. Does it make sense? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. basically make it to where what they have invested isn't worth shit anymore or try to lower the price to where it mm-hmm. kind of feels like a punch and even get even creative and try to uh, do damage to their reputation, their business reputation. You know, like, for example, you, you guys, did you guys hear when Target was hacked like three or four years ago around the Christmas season? A lot of these companies, and they had like 3 million customers, 4 million customers, personally identifiable information, credit card information was stolen by some hackers. Most of the time, those companies aren't actually harmed by an immediate loss of money, but they're harmed by reputational damage that occurs to where people are like, oh, I don't want to shop there because they got hacked and I don't want my shit stolen. Does that make sense? Those are your two options. Does that make sense? You can do a harm of reputation, like damage their reputation to where people don't want it, uh, where they can't make potential deals or people who have deals with them back out. Or you can try to buy up stock options and stuff like that, or, or try to uh, uh, or cause you know to where the stocks that they have aren't worth anything anymore, or are very lowered. Stock manipulation. Yeah. Unless you can think of something else you would like to do and shoot it my way. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. And the next thing I'm going to do is take an expensive bottle of I don't know whiskey or wine or something that <laughs> David would want to drink. Okay. My ghoul. <laughs> oh. You know. Call him over. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I'm gonna, you know, add my blood to it. And then you're gonna, are you gonna call your ghoul or you want him uh, to come over? I think I'll just leave it for later, maybe for a write up or something. Oh, okay. Gotcha, I don't want to gotcha. slow the game down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracking. Uh, so with the with the two options to go against Dunstern, are you wanting to start one of those options now, or you want to think about it? Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna try to damage their reputation. I think that sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Let's do it. And you get to roll manipulation and finance. Is this going to be so, extended or? 
uh, let's get creative with it, an extended combative rule. Does that make sense? So you're going to roll something, and I'm going to roll something. Whoever gets to five successes more, we will go ahead and, and call that a win. Does that make sense to where you yeah. cause damage to where we can say enough to like uh, harm like one dot of resources to them? Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to have you roll manipulation and finances. Yeah, it's still and I'm, All right. And I'm going to have him roll wits and finances, which is six. Yeah. You can use uh, willpower if you want. It's your call. And we'll roll this every day until it happens, okay? Okay. I think I'm going to pop a willpower just from the start. All right. You so what's, uh, what's your um, current willpower at after spending uh, that? Three. Three? Okay. Oh, wow. Ooh. Well, I have five max, and I used two. And just oh, okay, I got you. Two, three successes. And he has only one success. So, including your willpower, you have a total of three successes over him, right? You have four, he has one. The difference is three. So you did a pretty fucking good punch to his reputation now. So that's good, though. That's still, you know what I mean? Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow morning when the market opens up, he's going to be like, what the fuck? We're going to go with Katal first. What are you doing, Katal? I was going to Elysium, remember? Yep. You're driving over to the underground. I've already, I've already explained the underground. I already told you guys about the setup. People I, think who my, I think it's my first time there, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely kind of blown away because it's definitely perhaps, uh, and not in a cheesy, like, 90s vampire movie kind of way, but perhaps, like, most popular nightclub, dance club, you know what I mean, in the area. A lot of college students go there. A lot of the yuppies from the, uh, the top, in the top floor, uh, it's like a clear, floor where people sit on top of but it has like furniture and that's like the kindred area so all right so you make your way up there you're kind of shown up there uh you don't see too many people there and by the way just to clarify when annabelle called you wasn't like come now i need help you know what i mean it was basically like hey pull your weight you don't not pull your weight but you know what i mean like start being involved you know so it's not like she's standing there waiting for you to get back there because she's not even really there right now and actually you only see uh one other person there because it's not like vampires go and hang out together every night yeah and uh so who's the other person there you see uh michael smith for those of you who don't know michael smith is the bruja whip he is an african-american guy about six foot two uh i would say about 200 and some pounds but not muscular you know kind of soft you know what i mean has kind of a slight double chin a little girth to him, uh, like he hasn't been starving that much when he was alive. It has a very nice suit, but it's conservative in nature, meaning it's not flashy to show off wealth. It's well cut, uh, but it's uh, it's more treated more like a military uniform than anything else, meaning the fact that it serves its purpose. It, it, it tells the world that he is a man of business and education, but it doesn't. it's not flamboyant. You know, to him, flamboyant would be to have like an off-color shirt like orange with a tan you know what i mean suit like to to him you always have dark colors white shirt blue or white tie you know what i mean or something to that effect uh-huh. uh, to, to keep it somewhat professional that's the sense you get him he talks in a cadence kind of way of talking uh that of one who is uh very educated and public speaking has a lot of experience in public speaking usually when he talks is paused well thought out inflection is used at the right time for the right words to kind of get his point across. Uh, he's, he's very uh, to the point, like he probably, uh, and you don't know that much about him, but he probably had uh, one political position or another in his past, you know, so, or it could have been a member of a debate team or something to that extent. So gotcha. you come walking up and you see him, he's sitting there and he sees you coming up and you just see him kind of raise an eyebrow to you and he gets up and to his uh, middle 
button on his suit jacket and starts heading towards you. And he starts extending his hand when he's like about five feet away, walking out, uh, as, as to, walking towards you as to shake your hand. I don't take it as say, can I help you? Kind of, you see his hand is left out and he just slowly pulls it back to try to make, not make it awkward. Yeah. I'd like to have a, a moment of your time if I could. Yes. Very well. Yeah. Would you, would you like to have a seat or? Yes, I will. He motions over and he kind of motions and unbuttons his suit top again and, and sits down and crosses his legs and cups his hands over his knee. I understand that you're, uh, you, you've experienced a loss recently. I just, first of all, before any of this, I just want to extend my condolences. I, I'm not sure how close you were to him. Either way, I think it deserving. And I think that he served our kind and served our group. And, and I, I just want you to know that I appreciate that. And that some of us in the city respect the sacrifice that he gave for that. Well, it's nice to hear someone say that. Well, some people don't know how good they have it, truthfully. And, and that's unfortunate. Compared to what people before we came around had to experience, we are kind of spoiled in our ways. And, and, but not all of us are like that. And that's the good news. That's kind of why I wanted to talk to you. How, how educated are you about our kind and exactly what our group represents, meaning the Camarilla. I know that basically we're the people who you know, make sure that we don't run around biting people in the middle of the street and we're all humans don't hunt us down, us all down. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and, and it seems like it's probably second HT, you don't know anything else, but yeah, it promotes the masquerade, gives us traditions that we follow, laws, and, and in return, we, with our kind following these laws, we are able to live in a prosperous environment like we're able to live in right now which is the twin cities which for the last i don't know 60 years have been pretty good until recently and that's why i have a lot of respect for your sire and what he did because part of the position that he held is a position that ensured that we could live continue on with what we want to follow in our own life here and i, I just want you to know i respect that so thank you for your platitudes but is there a point you have to make Wow. I understand. Well, my point is, with the respect that I gave your sire, I I lost a lot of respect for the leader of your clan who left you and Annabelle on their own to fend. And what I frankly believe is shark-infested waters. I just wanted you to know that. My clan, we're willing to extend an olive branch to you and Annabelle and the fact that we will uh, help you bring to justice if you're to find out. And I know you're currently looking, along with the rest of your group, for the people who, who brought on final death to your sire. And our clan, we're willing to back up uh, whatever move you make once you find out that whatever move you want to make once you find out who the killer is and the group of killers and that you have the full support of our clan. Some of us in our clan and my clan especially think that our current leadership might be lacking in the scrutiny and in the concern uh, that should be entailed in the power that they have. Frankly, I think they've become lackadaisical. I think they've become complacent. And I think they don't realize in their comfort that they've been experiencing for the last 55 to 60 years that things are going on around us that very well could have been detected before they got so bad. Meaning that I am a lover. I love the Camarilla. I love what the Camarilla re- represents. I love the laws that it provides us. I believe that all these laws have a function and purpose. In a way, you can call me conservative in my beliefs on how they should be brought forth. But I also have a value for our kind. And I think that our city is very prosperous. And uh, I do not like the direction that it's heading. And I think the reason that it is getting so bad, especially with the actions of Kimberly Ferris that you were there to see, is because our leadership let it get that bad. And I think it's maybe time a little bit to start reclaiming, maybe diversifying uh, the power structure in the city here. I'm not talking about open revolt. 
I'm not talking about anything to that extent, because like I said, I love the Camarilla and I love what it represents. But if you do look at the top side of our leadership, there seems to be an overabundance and an overrepresentation of a certain clan. And I think, I and I think that is probably part of, exactly. I do think that is a, probably a, uh, an issue. Again, I think we could work with them and maybe we can educate them and bring it to their uh, attention what exactly uh, they're lacking in. But I also think that we need to show that we can give a unified front where we believe that there should be a change of direction on how things are being uh, being done here in the city. Listen, I have interacted with some of the, for some members of the venture for a while now, but I can say that you can educate them on what, however much you want. It won't reach them. Well, I, I, can, I can say I don't know how the leadership handles itself. I can say that for Ventru, they don't like to be told that they are in the wrong. They like to be the ones that said, this is, I know was, this is how I do it. You don't like it? Deal with it. So if you want changes around here, I think you want to put a higher focus on finding out just who thinks similarly before you go to the Ventru. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But also, I think it's even more of a clan issue, more than a clan issue. I think it's a generational issue, or lack of a better term, uh, as they like to say, the post-45 and pre-45 issue. Have you noticed that a lot, and I'm not saying all, but a good amount of the post-45ers are embraced for one function of another to return to this uh, culture of ours? That's it. Actually, your clan and Annabelle is the first one to be in actual some kind of position of power. Uh, I don't think it was expected. I honestly don't think that she realizes uh, what she could accomplish there. But I think that's definitely top-heavy when it comes to that. So, again, would you be willing to accept our position, an alliance of sorts, not saying that any action needs to take place, but we can just say in the future a potential alliance. If you need our pull when the you find out the people who killed bugs and they need to be brought to justice or you want certain actions to be done, that will back you no matter what it is. I will keep that in mind, but I'm afraid I cannot reach a decision at this point. But I can safely say you have my attention. Okay. Well, then that's what I wanted. That's what, what I'm glad to hear. When that time comes, find me. And uh, you may be contacting my being in the future, and I may have different propositions for you that I think you might be interested in also. All right. All right. Well, I, unfortunately, I don't like being in these kind of establishments. They're really not my type. And it seems like it's pretty dead tonight. But I hope you have a good evening. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.